0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker, Andy, and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher. Check out the website countryandcoldcans.com. Follow us on all the social media. We have blog content on the website as well as a shop with t shirts, hats, and koozies. All right, fellas, I just saw. Uh, all over Twitter, and there's a whiskey riff article up now on it. But Zach Bryan's Twitter is now uh, seemingly deleted, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm just be honest. I, I really just don't know why. I, I, maybe it's in preparation for a new album. But typically, they just wipe it clean, not necessarily delete it.
1: Maybe he so, didn't pay you on this month.
2: <laughs> and that's very <laughs> So when if you just search his name, it just comes up as like
0: the gray blob. Yeah. It it's like when uh account's been basically deactivated or whatever. Mm. Hmm. I, like it's interesting. Uh I don't know what exactly that's supposed to mean. I'm gonna make a joke, but don't get offended. You think he deactivated it because we actually criticized the song?
2: <laughs> 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 he finally had one that wasn't a pure
0: heater, and he's like, you know what? I can't take it anymore. I have to deactivate my account now. <laughs> uh, I can probably assure you that it probably wasn't because of us. Yeah. I <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, you know, honestly, maybe it's because of um, – I wonder if he got into, like, any Twitter disputes over the Super Bowl coming up. He's a big Eagles guy.
1: Oh, God. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's a big negative on him.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not an uh, Eagles fan. Um I know Kyle and I, you know, grew up Washington fans, Andy a Dallas fan, so the Eagles are a divisional rival, but Zach Brown loves the Eagles.
1: I just don't understand if how if you're not a convicted felon that has served jail time that you can like that team.
2: Or a Philly scumbag. I mean look, Philadelphia have the worst
0: fans. They really do. And I mean, they, they had to grease the poles That's a little suspect.
2: That's suspect. Because they were
0: lie. afraid of what kind of carnage was going to happen after they beat the Patriots. Um, They had them greased
2: before noon against the Forty Niners, just in case they won. <laughs> and the game was at 630 or – no, they were the early game, weren't they?
0: Anyway, I can't remember. I think they were the early game. Yeah,
2: they had them greased before yeah. noon. Yeah. So – and they yeah, punch, th- yeah, they punched a police horse. I remember seeing that video. <laughs> yeah. Punched a police horse. Philly fans definitely
0: worse fans in pro sports. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. They're insufferable. Like I used to get mad about like when I would hear things about what Boston fans used to be so like hardcore during like Red Sox Yankees. But I can at least respect the Red it's Sox. In America. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I mean. Boston fans were annoying because the late two, th- the late early 2000s to like 2012, maybe. They were the greatest sports town in America.
1: Oh, they definitely questioned. were.
2: Definitely yeah. were. And they were, they were really annoying about it.
0: Either way, Zach Bryan's Twitter is gone. So I wonder what that means. We'll try to keep an eye out on see if anything's been reported on that. But um, we have a couple new albums coming out that I know that we're looking forward to this Friday on February 10th, Ernest is releasing, uh, flower shops Two. Uh, I can't remember what was it? The two dozen roses. I think it was what it was called. Um, that is going to be, pro- uh, I think a really good album. Uh, at least I'm optimistic for it because I really enjoyed his debut, like full length uh, a couple of years back. <clears throat> and then when I know that the three of us all are definitely Andy, you said it before the show that it's going to be one that we're all have big expectations for, but the, Muscadine Bloodline record, uh Teenage Dixie being dropped on February twenty fourth. So a couple of records that we have on the radar uh coming out soon. I have high hopes for the uh Muscadine bloodline one. Highly anticipated. Yeah, I looked at the songwriting list on that and I was impressed by that too. inconvenient store, banger. Oh, great song. Yep.
1: Fantabulous.
0: So we got that, and then Andy, what was the other thing? Uh Kevin Costner. Uh, is he gone from Yellowstone? You have kind of the, the rumors, the rumor mill. So it lets everyone, yeah. this is a new, Andy, do you mind if we do a new segment called uh, Get the Tea with Andy?
1: Is it presented by Mamamitas?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a new segment presented by Mamitas. <laughs> Not really, though, no, but it is new segment. want to we're <laughs> present it.
1: We'll take the check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I heard a rumor from our very own uh, Bad Take Kyle that uh, Kevin Costner is (laughs) supposedly getting kicked out of uh, from Paramount. So I got on the internet and did some snooping around. And from what I have understood is that Kevin Costner wants to cut his filming schedule because he's working on his own movie series. It's like a, it's like a mini series, but it's four movies. And it's so he's like producing it, directing it. I think he's starring in it. It's like his own deal. So he wants to, he says there are scheduling conflicts with that, so the r- word on the street is that Taylor Sheridan is intending to end it on a high note after the next season, half season, or whatever, and then the rumor is there's going to be a spinoff with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh
2: God, yeah, none of that. So I, I, don't, I, I don't think
0: that yeah. would be bad, though. Really? No. Like I see. Now, let me just go and be first to admit. I'm a big Matt McConaughey fan. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably one of the coolest dudes in Hollywood. He is a weirdo though. He doesn't believe in deodorant. That is true. He doesn't believe in what? Deodorant. Well, most of those uh, actors and actresses are a little strange in that regard. They don't wash their hair half the time. I know,
1: but But that's like,
0: that's one of the seven
2: deadly sins in my book.
1: (laughs) But would you rather him not wear deodorant or would you rather him put clothes on when he plays the bongos? I don't understand. I don't, the I, he, got, he got arrested <laughs> for playing the bongo, right? oh, he, got, okay. he got arrested for that.
2: Oh, okay. 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 I didn't know that. I was, I was a little in the dark. I was,
0: he got arrested for that. and he's like, trust me, I saved the video. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in the spanking. Weird, thing, yeah. You know it means. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, most... Uh, Actors and whatnot are a little strange compared to us regular folk out there. It's not <laughs> but, regular, normal. Oh, yeah, well, we're normal folk.
2: Normal folk, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. Look, Matthew McConaughey's a phenomenal mm-hmm. actor. Uh, when he was in True Detective, phenomenal. I don't know if you've ever seen it on HBO. But that's a... Sh- Uh, I haven't watched Yellowstone, but just Kevin Costner, that's a sharp turn.
0: Yeah, but see, I I think like Andy was saying, though, it's going to be a spinoff rather than uh, a continuation. So it's not going to be like it's Yellowstone, but with Matthew McConaughey, I think it's going to be like a spinoff like they've done with 1883 and 1923. Um, But the I don't hate the idea of it ending Yellowstone after season five, like Andy said on a high note, because this season it's kind of it's had its jump the shark moment uh, mm-hmm. a, a season or two ago. And it, it's just it's gotten so over the top about some things. I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Don't get me wrong, but it's the realism of the show went away a long time ago. It's gotten a yeah. little like the characters are a little over the top. Like Beth is just now starting to become really annoying. So I've always
2: like I said, sure, but I feel like it's getting to the point where there really is no consequence is whatever it. Yeah. Pretty much see that. Yeah, that's where a show starts to get a little. Worn. On the nerds. Yeah,
0: because, you know, all good writing has good has consequence. Yeah, I can agree with that, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, so show, some shows like to hang on too long. And oh, of course. It, yeah. Like, I mean, looking at you, Walking Dead, but of course, yes, they should have like, ended but, about seven seasons ago. Just like The Office loved that show, but should have ended about season seven.
1: The article I read, I think these may be confirmed. But there was be like two similar shows. One's gonna be about Bass Reeves, and then ones would be the Four Sixes. Yeah, I can see Matthew McConaughey and Four Sixes spin off. I could too,
0: because that's what's set in Texas, right?
1: Yeah. So that would I, make I sense. I easily could see that that's what they're trying to get him for. Bass Reeves would be cool. that, that that's a cool story from history.
2: Yeah, I think I think they ought to bring in Cillian Murphy. I don't know if I know who that is. You ever seen Pinky Blinders? No, nope. I have not. No. Um, have you seen the trailers for Oppenheimer? Nope. No. Oh, gosh. I'm going to send it to you. You need to watch Oppenheimer. The the, the trailer.
1: Interesting. It yeah, sounds making,
2: interesting. They're making a movie about Robert Oppenheimer, the uh, guy who made the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Cillian Murphy, phenomenal actor. Um, you should watch Pinky Blinders on Netflix. too. Well, you, yeah, you have Netflix now. Um that's true <laughs> you have Netflix now
0: uh, yeah you gotta watch it shout out oh, Kyle Shout out. Sh- I heard they're
1: coming for you guys I, no nope, they backed they, off they got they scared off. they got spooked
0: I think they realized that if they did that probably half the people would cut out their already existing subscription so I think no, that would have I, crippled Netflix
2: I think they realized that if they did that they couldn't fudge the amount of devices they're on oh true and they were just like, we're on 200 million devices around the world. And then they were like, we're going to nuke all the password sharing. We we're like, we're on 35 million devices,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, because I, when I thought that was going to be happening, I binge watched because Andy, I, I don't think you were there this, uh, this night. I was back in running Rapids and we went over to Kyle's and we started watching that 90 show, the spinoff of that 70 show because Netflix exclusive. Solid. Um, solid show I was really was very weary of it thinking it was going to not be good but I had a slight optimism strictly because I had the same thought about how I met your father the Hillary Duff led spinoff of how I met your mother that's actually a pretty good show too I'm watching that on Hulu season two just started a couple weeks ago but that 90 show I went in with an open mind but low expectations pretty solid show a good mix of bringing back old characters along with establishing and pretty good casting for some new characters. Couple of complaints here and there, but that's going to be with any show. Um but I binged it thinking that I had till February <laughs> before I couldn't uh use allegedly someone else's Netflix. I mean, I don't know. But allegedly finished right? it. Allegedly, yeah. Finished it and definitely recommend if you like that 70s show, you'll probably like that 90s show. Um it's a lot better than the trailer makes it look.
2: I was yeah. just happy I understood the references.
0: Yeah, like that was a big difference for us cuz uh-huh. like that 70s show was a great show, right? You bought into the characters and everything, but we didn't always get all the references. That 90s show from the the fashion sock em, to sock the them Boppers. Yeah, the Sockem Boppers, like the yep. things they'd say, the the I remember like the stylings of how like the furniture and the wallpaper and everything. Mm-hmm. I remember that from when I was a really little kid, so it was like it was kind of like a nostalgic feel to it, but also a familiar feel on on a television side because i you know I loved that seventies show, so definitely, I'd say it's worth a watch.
1: I think you might just call yourself old
0: well we are i mean but we're not we're not old, but we're not young anymore what Luke Colm said it the other day we're uh, in between growing up and getting old.
2: we're on the losing side of twenty five that is true, so
0: well, uh, let's talk about Charles Wesley Goblin for a minute. Uh, guy I'm a big fan of. Uh, Kyle, I know you, you were introduced to him what, with his duet with Zach Ryan, right? Yes, yeah, so host was phenomenal. Yeah, like I, I love Charles Wesley Goblin. I, I got into his music after seeing him open for Zach Ryan back in like 2021, something like that, in, um, in North Carolina. And he puts on a fantastic live show. Um, good energy. Like the crowd was very engaged. That was just an overall fun show from start to finish. So like I got into his music and then I saw that he released a cover of Chris Knight's The Jealous Kind, which is a great song in its own right. All right, so I'm going to go to both of you for two different reasons, Andy, because he's a big Chris Knight fan, as am I, Kyle, you like Charles Wesley Goblin, but not that familiar with Chris Knight, so Kyle, you know, Charles Wesley Goblin, what'd you think of this song not knowing the song coming into it?
2: Was um was interesting because most of the Charles Wesley Godwin songs I've heard they're not very up tempo, and the song gets a little up tempo, and I think he handled it pretty nicely. Uh, and you know uh, I'm going to check out Chris Knight now because I really enjoyed the song. And they you kind of fa-
0: check out Chris Knight.
2: The only other thing I'm going to say is I feel like Charles Wesley Godwin could be Chris Knight's son.
0: <laughs> what did you uh? Did you look him up or something? And think they look yeah. like, yes, Chris Knight looks like he could be his father. I mean, seriously. <laughs> they they look like. That's kind of funny. I'll have to take a harder look at that. to See what yeah, I he, think. He looks like he could be his father. <laughs> well, Andy, as someone who, uh, got in the truck with me years ago, drove, what was it? Two hours, uh, just to go to a, a small town. What was it? Hickory, North Carolina is where we went. I think so. Just to go see Chris Knight. Uh, and play at a small bar a few years back. Just to get back in the truck after the concert and drive all the two hours back to Raleigh. What do you think of the song? You know, being a big Chris Knight guy.
1: I think it's it's good. He did a good cover of it. Uh, I like I the instrumentation of it was probably my favorite aspect of it because it's slightly different. I, I like when it's very close, but it still has somewhat of a distinct difference while not being that different, if that makes sense.
0: No, it's I, different. I definitely get what you mean.
1: It's definitely different, but it ain't that different, I guess what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. It, it pays respects I, I, to the original, yeah. but also is a, it, he made it his own in, in in the right way. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. a re, uh,
2: it's a remake, but you didn't just rip it straight off the paper. You made it your yeah. own. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, uh, I don't know if I like his voice as much in in an up tempo as Kyle does. I think it's more of a maybe I like it more low tempo, but then again, when when you really like originals, it's tough to really like a cover as well. So it's got that aspect of it too. That's fair. Uh, big Chris yeah. Knight guy.
2: I think he I think he's better in like Jamie or any other slow song that he's in but – he did a pretty good job. I think that was more of the point I was making.
1: Oh yeah, like I don't know, like in Jamie, I don't, there's like almost like a eerie sense to his voice, I guess. If that makes sense somewhat. I get what you're saying. Yeah. No. That I, that that showcases better I think in like a slower song.
0: Now I'm going to give you the fanboy opinion because I love Chris Knight, right? Love Chris Knight. I think he's one of the best songwriters in country music history and he's one of the most underrated guys in terms of the general population doesn't talk about him as much as they should have over the years. But I think he's one of the best songwriters in country music history. Love Chris Knight. Also, I'm a big fan of Charles Wesley Goblin. So when I saw this was released, obviously it was at the very top of my release radar on Spotify, click play. And I listened to it probably about five times in a row. Thought he did a fantastic job for a cover because as Andy has said before about himself, and it's true about me too. I don't always love covers because I am I tend to prefer the original one that I heard by the original artist that recorded it. And Chris Knight's version is fantastic, but I thought that Charles Wesley Godwin knocked it out of the park in terms of his rendition of it. To Andy's mm-hmm. point. Um, I think that he definitely paid the proper amount of respect to the original, but also putting his own like unique touch on it. And of which I very much appreciate when an artist can successfully pull that off. Cause that's not always easy. But um, two thumbs up for me. Um, um, would love to hear some some more stuff like this coming from Charles Wesley Goblin.
2: I have uncovers. I'm not usually a big fan of covers. However, if let's say Chevy Van by Air Church, um, I am more of a fan of his than I believe it's, it's Waylon. No, it was um, no, not Was
0: Kevin Johns, I want to say was the guy's name.
2: So, okay. So, Waylon covered that guy, right? I think Waylon did it too.
0: I think Waylon may have covered it, but I think he, okay, I think wait, I got wait, the name wrong on the guy that did it. Hold on. I got to look it up now because I think Kevin Johns was a, a, He's the offensive coordinator at Duke. It was Sammy <laughs> Johns. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But like, Sammy Johns I mean, is the guy who
2: originally okay. recorded it. But my point is like, the first place I heard it, was Eric Church? I like Eric Church's more than I think. Well, I'm almost surprised it was Wayland. I like Tim more than Wayland. I like both of them more than I like the original guy. If I had heard the original guy better, I probably would like it better than you know the the, the other two. Right. I th- when it comes to covers, if I don't know it's a cover and I think and you're just the first one I hear, I think I have like an ingrained bias that. Whoever I heard it
0: first is the way it's supposed to sound. Does that make sense? No, I get it. And I think that, you know, you and Andy, that's why I wanted to give context at both of your listening on both of the Chris Knight and Charles Wesley Goblin, because
2: yeah.
0: uh, you aren't familiar with Chris Knight like Andy is. So I wanted to know uh, what, <clears throat> what your opinion was as someone who, if I had to wager, if I was a man, I'd say you probably heard this version before you did Chris Knights. I did.
2: And I listened to the Chris Knight version. and. <laughs> I, I think I like Charles Wesley Godwin's version more. Yeah, I, you know, that might only be because I listened to his first.
0: Yeah. What is that? The primacy effect? I think is what it's called. Maybe. That sounds like it's a, the first SAT one you heard. Word. Sounds like a big it, SAT it was, word. <laughs> it was one of the, the bullshit <laughs> concepts that they teach you. I, I was a communication major in college. Oh, so the yeah, difference yeah. in the primacy effect and the recency effect. I mean, it's yeah. a real thing, but it's just like, eh, who, who cares? <laughs> it's what I was thinking when they were teaching it to us. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Anytime I hear something that I've heard, uh, yeah,
2: you, you know what I'm saying? I just think it doesn't even matter if the, I mean, there's certain covers that I think are better, but yeah, it's just the one I heard first. So that's the one I associate with what it should sound like. That's a me problem though.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, definitely check out, uh, The the Jealous Kind cover by Charles Wesley Gobbin. And if you are not familiar with Chris Knight, definitely check him out as well. You will not be disappointed. Absolutely fantastic songwriter. And you can write a story song better than almost anybody in the game. Uh, So check that out. All right, let's get into the final topic today. We are going to do uh, a draft. You all you guys all know the conspiracy here. Every time we do a draft that these guys think that I'm rigging the wheel, which I'm not. We're going to see what the wheel decides is the draft order. And today's topic
2: is the 2011
0: full length project by Eric Church chief. We're going to draft the songs off of that. And uh, all right, fellas, let's take a look here at the wheel and see who goes first. I swear yeah, I, are, I who I almost I almost don't want it to be me because I, I'm tired of it's this. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be this again. fake news narrative being pushed by y'all.
2: Oh, it's gonna be me. Oh no, damn. Oh, you hit the wheel. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I saw it almost. Oh, it's gonna be me. It's gonna be me again. All right, All right. Kyle
0: gets first pick.
2: All right. He he weighted someone differently, but that's okay.
0: And the second cur- pick goes to
1: I'm curious how this is gonna go. I could see this.
0: Now, to be fair, I think three Wait, is probably
1: Andy. the best.
2: At, say Logan set him up because now he gets to draft back to back. You
0: see how this I works, mean, Andy. We usually do snake draft. We don't have to.
1: I could see this people have us having very somewhat different opinions on the the thick of the album. Yeah, it's like top couple. Top couple, I think, are pretty are pretty much going to be the same. But I could see it going vastly different from there.
0: Yeah, so due to that, we always how we determine whether it's going to be a three or five selection draft depends on how many selections are available. In this case, there's only 11 songs. So right in the album sweet spot, if you haven't checked out last week's episode where we said albums are getting too long, definitely do that on Spotify or Apple podcast if you haven't. But for the Eric Church 2011 album chief draft, we are going to be three selections a piece. Uh. Kyle, you get the first pick. What you got?
2: Mmm, it's hard. Uh, not easy.
0: No, it's not. It's... I have a clear
1: number one. Mm. So I'm interested to see. You if have a clear be.
0: number one. Clear
1: number one. Mm. I think I might as well. But my number two would I wouldn't be upset with.
2: All right, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna pick the not, second radio single as number one, and that's drinking my hand. This not See that coming. I didn't well, see that coming either. The reason is pure simplicity. Um, I have it's yet to simple. find, I <laughs> yes, and I have yet to find anyone that objects to this song.
0: Give me I, a minute I, on Twitter, I can find plenty for you.
2: Twitter does Twitter's not real life. <laughs> Twitter's not real life. You can throw this on, on a tailgate, and everyone likes it.
0: Yeah. It's it's a good song for settings like that. I'm with you on that. I just was surprised so, you took a number one overall.
2: Well, yeah, I am too. But it was really hard to... <laughs> I was like, I didn't see that coming either. I was like, was, you know I, what? I've I, got I, buyer's remorse. I was as shocked as you guys. No, I don't have buyer's remorse. But like, I felt so indecisive. I felt like Bailey. We were trying to figure out what we we're gonna eat. I just I was like, I can't pick one. I and I was just, I'm just throw a dart at the wall. But I don't. I don't regret it. It's just. I think my other ones are going to skip because I don't think y'all like the same ones I do. But anyway, maybe. It's Andy next, right?
1: Andy's the one I'm worried about. I'm not really worried about Logan. I'm pretty confident. I'm fairly sure I know Logan's top three. I'm going to have to go. I think it's it's over when it's over, is my number one for sure. I think. That was my number one. (laughs) That. It the song is, it's the lines and the verses it's a, that are it's just a so good. Chef's kiss, and the way it sounds. This song is just so fun. It's not. Ha- it's it's a sad song ish, but it's fun. It's a banger. Oh yeah, Dude, that was a hundred
2: percent. This might be the one song I can play on the drums.
1: I feel like Logan's his number one pick would have been my number. I think would be my number two or three.
0: That, that was 100% gonna, was going to be my number one, because like you said, I think that was his best uh, instance of songwriting on this album. Like just the line itself, dreams are like a knife when you're hanging by a thread. I, I was just like, I, l- I listen to that song. I listened to this album. It, coincidentally, we didn't plan this topic uh, a week ago, but a week ago I listened mm-hmm. to this album again. That wasn't that one. I hit repeat a couple of times. Uh, so I guess that leaves me. My number one pick. I'm going to go back to the drawing board because I really didn't think one that of Andy two. was going to pick that. One.
1: You're going to pick one of two songs. Yeah, I think I know. Which, I think I know which one it is. It's one
2: of
0: I, two. I think that I'm going to go with "Creeping." Ooh,
1: that was that, that was
2: that was not it either. Okay,
0: "Creeping" is one that is a perfect way to kick off the Chief album. It sets the tone early on what to expect sonically. It's a fun song, and then also personally, me and our buddy CJ. Won fourteen straight beer pong games one time in college while playing this song on repeat because it was the only country song he had on his (laughs) phone. So it has good memories for me too. But uh, I kind of thought that was gonna get
1: picked because of him.
0: Yeah, creeping
1: is. I. I,
0: I, It brings. It puts me uh, to to foreshadow another line from this album because I love this album. It connects a melody with a memory for me, and Mm creeping definitely you know is one of those songs that just brings me back to a certain place in time, but it's also just a fun song and sets the tone for the record. So Creepin's my number one pick. All right, back to you, Kyle. We won't do Snake Drafts, only three picks. All right, look,
2: every song on this album is a a deep memory to me. Um, Number two, give me a little bit of a protest uh, song, Country Music Jesus. Hmm. I like this is going Eric. way different than I thought. I like a little angry Eric Church. And I think I think angry Eric Church does him well. Not angry, but a little annoyed. A little pissed off. Like, a little pissed off. Like, I even think Madman has a little bit of that pissed off old flair that he has. For sure. And it just it just ah, it just hits me right in the, in the feels, and I want more of it. That's why I love Madman so much.
0: So, allegedly, I know that you two might, uh, Andy, you might have, excuse me, heard of them. Kyle, I don't know if you have or not, but allegedly this was sup- supposedly written about the blogger from SavingCountryMusic.com. At least that's what the uh, the guy that writes on that says. He makes a valid case. I don't know if it's true or not, but he has uh, an article so the, about it so from back the, then. The blogger wrote that this song was about him. So, the funny thing is Kyle, I think <laughs> the the song the song okay. is actually like not as much of a protest song as you think. It's actually kind of making fun of the the purists in some ways
2: well is is
0: making fun not a form of protest it but it's it's protesting the protesters if that makes sense
2: right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but it good song though my,
2: Yes, my my thing is, you know, it's got kind of a little bit of that. I'm a little ticked off that I think it oh, yeah. fits Eric, Eric Church's voice so well. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: Yes. It's yep. all right. Trucker Andrew, second pick.
1: Well, I'm going to get so far, I'm going to get my number one and number two, and I uh, Springsteen. I think Springsteen uh, is. I think it's pretty close to a perfect song. The the writing is fantastic. Sounds fantastic. The video's great. And uh I have probably come to like this song more. There's two references that aren't even Springsteen references, but like when I think about 17, that makes me think about uh You're always seventeen in your hometown by Ragweed. And the line If I bumped into you by happenstance, for some reason always makes you think of seven and seven by turnpike obviously it has nothing to do with either one of those songs but it like those two songs tying back into it which completely makes sense in the concept of this song as well to we, an extent
2: and we were 17 think,
1: when this album came out
0: cool were we? Yeah, we we actually yeah. were we were 17 when this album came out i remember that band
2: so cool Mm-hmm. When he played that, I was like, "Oh yeah, hell yeah!" I'm 17, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Andy, the, and the, it had what I was foreshadowing earlier, in case someone else drafted it. But it has my favorite line in the song about connecting a melody with a memory. I love that. I, I had never put that connection together, that analogy, until this song. I've used it so many times on this podcast since then. But it's it's just a true encapsulation of what music can do. Um, songs can really take you back to it. It's like a time machine. Songs can really take you back to a certain place in time just from the whatever you connect with that melody of the song. Uh, But I like Springsteen a lot. That was a good pick. So for my number two, I'm going to go with Hungover and Hard Up. That would be my one. I love the alliteration in the title. I think the song is, you know. (laughs) Like you said, Andy, it's a sad song, but it's 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 fun, though. <laughs> it almost it, it, like what do we used to say about um, music we used to listen to back in the day, early American Aquarium records, where it, it almost you got a sense, a weird, like convoluted sense of enjoyment out of bad crap happening. It's like this, the, this song kind of made I'm me feel that about way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's a it has a really cool melody to it, too. But I love the alliter. I love alliteration when done writing a song. This one is an example of that in my mind. So, hungover and hard up is my second pick. Kyle, close
2: it out. So my final one is going to be "Keep On." Um, this is what Justin Moore tried to do when he wrote "Beta Hook." <laughs> um, this or is I could kick your ass. <laughs> or I could kick your ass. Yeah. This. Yeah. This is what he tried to do, but failed miserably. Um, this song has big dick energy, man. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I mean, he just. I'm Eric Church. Well, fucking church. And
0: that's what he reiterates in this song. Talk slaps. I remember a college party where Kyle were aviators all night and kept telling everybody he was Eric fucking church. I wanted to be Eric fucking church.
2: man. <laughs> I wanted to so bad. And, and he'll have he, to
0: tell you the story of that one after we get done recording.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, right at like, I remember like a week after that, he came up with a furniture line. I was like, I don't want to be Eric Church anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do it. Then again, still, like, if you probably still, like, saw like,
0: the yeah. checks cash from that furniture line, you're like, you know what? That might I still not be an Eric yeah. Church.
2: That yeah. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't might be. It's still like big lots or some shit like that. And I was like,
0: yeah, I don't really want to be Eric Church anymore. But yeah.
2: Eric, dude, he was my He was my hero for like A good four or five years there I loved Eric Church Look, I made a I made a fake Twitter account about y'all's high school And almost got caught Because somebody was talking about country music And I tweeted Eric Church question mark And Bailey almost caught
0: on Like that well, close I, Just because I I, I, that. I knew it was you guys with Yeah, the, I, know that. Uh, I, I know that Yes, I knew that from that. the very beginning but, but I almost story got for out, another day.
2: But I almost got outed just because of the Dare Church tweet. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was that close. Yep, and barely knew much. <laughs> I loved it.
0: All right, Andy, what's your last pick?
1: Oh, <clears throat> there's two choices for me. I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with Homeboy. I like the song when it came out. Solid message. I like the way it sounds. It's it's very well written. I think I mean, it's
2: that was going to be. Yeah.
1: I think Logan is going to pick the other one I was thinking about. So,
0: tell me, uh, tell me what it was. I'll tell you if you're correct. Jesus uh, does.
1: Nah, that's not. I don't think that's Logan's type. Logan's more of the uh, getting stoned while his lady's getting married. So it
0: came down to 3 of them and actually Andy, so that's I'm the only with, thing that's left i'm going with well that's fair uh math right uh i'm going with like jesus does actually let's go like,
2: yes like Suck like it, jesus Andy. does
0: ironically the only song on the record eric church didn't write um but i did not know that th- this was like one of like two or three songs in his career that he's recorded that he didn't write but i believe it was casey bethard what uh was the songwriter Casey Bethard and Monty Criswell were the songwriters on this, but like Jesus does, does Andy, maybe I'm softening in my old age, but like it's Jesus well does is, is a very well-written love song done. Right. It's, it's not done in a like overly sappy boyfriend country kind of way. Like, Ooh, yeah. Like I can't live without you like saying it such on the nose. It, it uses better wordplay to kind of get across the importance of someone's significant other. And it's just Mm -hmm. like from the very beginning of the song, like I'm a long gone Waylon song on vinyl. Like it it hooked me in from the very beginning. I even liked it back when I was 17, but I, uh, you know, Andy, probably a few years ago, you would have been correct. It would have been, I'm getting stoned or Jack Daniels, but (laughs) you know, these days like Jesus does is the one that I I picked.
1: You can tell we've aged because Jack Daniels doesn't even get mentioned because back (laughs) in the day, that was a, that was a, yep. Hey, hey, it sure did. <laughs> <laughs> on on Sunday morning, it was about a... That happened a couple times. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just thought about the the hook to that song, Jack Daniels kicked my ass again last night. And he's like, "Yeah, hey, hey, it sure did. <laughs> or what was it that, um, my name is Earl quote, see how much beer we drank last night?
1: <laughs> that was, was badass. Uh, that was a ranch. That was... Ashen or was culture. that the ranch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that's the Eric Church 2011 release, Chief. That's the draft for that one, folks. Let's recap, boys. What we uh, what we picked? Kyle, oh shit! Uh, start, oh god! Uh, started three, go make,
2: one. Oh god! Did we make a list? Um, on the spot. I, I, yeah, I know three was well, three. That was the most recent one. That was keep, uh, keep on, and then number two was oh god, what was two country music Jesus, and number one was drinking my hands that is correct.
1: Yes. Mine <laughs> was Overworn, it's over, Springsteen, and Homeboy.
0: And for me, I picked Like Jesus Does, um, Hungover Hard Up over, and Hard Up and then Creeping.
2: Now, I have one final thought on this album. This album was like the one of the last few good albums we got before we entered the Bro camp, the Bro Country era. This was like two years before Bro Country. Yeah. Yep. And it
0: was one of the last few great albums we got. Yeah. Cause, you know, while I have some not as harsh of memories of that era, strictly because we were in college and it played at the pool all the time, the Bro Country and, era really did take a dip in quality. If you, if you go back and listen to some of that shit, like that era from 2013 to 2015, it wasn't a great time. It was a dark time on the radio. Yeah. But
2: I'm not ashamed. I played it. Women liked it, so we had to <laughs> do what you had to do. But, but, yeah, I mean, this is one of those last albums that was before that era. But we're on the way out now. So
0: very true, but on the way all right. Now. now we're here on the the in-between between the two shows like they do on the cable news shows. We just got joined by Jordan, my co-host from Tailgate Season, though we're about to record that pod up next. If you haven't checked that show out and you are a fan of ACC Athletics, right. uh, <laughs> most notably <clears throat> basketball and football, it is called Tailgate Season, Tailgate SZN, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, check that out. Uh, we've got a new episode that's going to be dropping in the morning. A uh, new episode of Country and Coke Hands and Tailgate Season coming tomorrow. Um, So be sure to give us five stars. Great review for Country and Cold Cans. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com. And you know what? In the description, there is going to be a link that says click here to leave a voicemail. Click that. Uh, Go to the landing page on speakpipe.com slash cans. Click the button. Record and tell us what your favorite uh, Eric Church song from the Chief Record is. Let us know what you think about the Yellowstone rumors. And, you know, if you have any conspiracy theories about why Zach Bryan might have deleted his Twitter, we'd love to hear those, too, because uh, two-thirds of our podcast, they, they get down to some conspiracy theories sometimes. Um, I enjoy so, conspiracy theory. Oh, that that you do. We've had I many did. conversations. <laughs> I enjoy it. yes. I do enjoy <laughs> <laughs> But for this episode of Country and Coke I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. And uh, be sure to check out tailgate season available on Apple podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.
2: Take care guys.